Hi everyone, we're Lana Mercedes and we are the Onion Peelers. We are also the proud owners of The Breathing Space, <laughs> a growing community of Ashtanga Vinyasa practitioners and spiritual seekers located in the heart of Amsterdam. To find out more about our online and studio offerings and trainings, check us out at www.thebreathingspace.nl. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Hello, how is everybody out there? There's some crazy stuff happening in the world right now. Oh, definitely. But the sun is shining. The sun is shining. The birds are singing again. Yes. But yes, there's definitely a lot of stuff around us to be concerned yeah. about. Maybe since we're already on that topic, we should talk about how we're trying to help Oh, good one. Yes. So we have, first of all, we have a charity class coming up that is going to be uh, offered by one of our teacher trainees, one of our trainee graduates from last year, Evie Christopher. And all the proceeds are going to go to support the people in Ukraine. We are also collecting... Uh, pretty much anything that people can spare to be sent to Ukraine uh, for the refugees. So things like uh, canned goods and clothing, um, first aid kits, um, diapers, baby food, um, pet food, anything that you can think of that you would need if you had to leave your, the comfort of your home with, no, with nothing on you. Yeah. So anything that you can... Spare or share will be highly welcome. We're going to be collecting it here at the studio, Van Kinsbergenstraat 50. And even if we're not here, you can just leave it in a closed bag uh, yeah. outside our door. And we'll make sure that uh, we deliver it to the right people. Yeah. Great. Okay. On to today's topic. On to today's topic. First of all, yes. we should really apologize. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, we because I know we made this packed that we were going to do every month and then we missed an entire month didn't we i think it's been more than an entire month i think it's been like three months what yes this is terrible so apologies you know actually it is mainly my fault because i did go to argentina for almost two months so there okay. we lost already two but then we had all of february that we and there's also that yeah so that's <laughs> not just on you so uh we're sorry. <laughs> but little, here we are. little onion peelers out there, we're sorry. <laughs> little onions, little cocktail onions. <laughs> I'm sort of ouches. Yeah. Ooh, this is, okay, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. That is one of my dirty, dirty, delicious habits. Oh. I can so eat a whole jar of those little Amsterdam ouches by oh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> so the They're so good. <laughs> they are They're so, so good. good. I mean, I live. You can see the factory from my house. You know? I know you're so lucky. Yeah, Nana lives there. literally around the corner from Keswicke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if anybody needs uh, some, and they have a little store around a, the corner. They have the cutest little store. Yeah, it's very nice. They had um, if you haven't tried it. Wait, you did try it at my house one time. The pickled uh, tulip bulbs. Delicious. They are so good. Delicious. Well, then again, anything pickled is delicious. <laughs> Pretty much. 
pretty much. Well, I don't know if like a pickled thumb would be delicious. No, no. or a pickled Snickers bar or something. Ooh. Oh, no. In Scotland, they fry everything, don't they? They have fried uh, Mars bars. And they have fried pizza. Fried pizza? Yeah. Whoa, that is, that is too intense, even for me. Yeah, deep fried. I think you can deep fry anything. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a very big detour. So <laughs> let's bring it back. Yeah. Um, today we're going to talk about alignment. Alignment. Yeah. What is alignment? What is alignment? But first, let me ask you. Ask me. I'm ready for it. Lana Martina Bakes. Are you ready to peel this onion? I am more than ready. I am I'm like a baked onion that's has peeled itself under the heat of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. All right. Um, so maybe maybe we should start by kind of just chatting about what is alignment or what do we consider alignment, alignment in yeah. the yoga context? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Because I was thinking on this and I'm like, yeah, what is alignment? Yeah. I think, of course, the main thing that we think, we probably think of, a lot of us, is physical alignment. Like how bones are stacked on top of each other or what muscles are working and what actions are, excuse me, being taken in certain postures. I think a lot of people think of alignment in the physical sense but of course we alignment can be something different too definitely i think alignment has several layers but if we had to generalize it alignment then is like the way in which you place yourself in a posture yeah or a gesture yeah right the, the yeah, the way you place yourself in that shape. Yeah. Right? Could we say something like that? And then indeed you have several layers to that. So, okay. Where to grab it from? Where to begin from? I think probably if we start with the physical aspect. Well, maybe let's expand first and then we come back. Because if, if we are placing ourselves in a physical shape, in a form, in an asana. Um, we're doing that with our body. Um, then outside of the physical alignment of, okay, your big toe is here, your uh, femur is externally rotating towards a neutral position, whatever, your toes are spreading apart, all those little alignment things. Then there's also, of course, the alignment of um, the mind, I think. I think. <laughs> Therefore, I'm aligning my mind to what I'm saying. Um, right? Because you also have the alignment of where is your head while you're, not physically, literally, but where is your mind while you're in this posture? the alignment of your, right, if there's a higher, 
let's say, let's call it a goal for lack of my brain coming up with a better word right now, if there's a higher purpose to what we're doing in this yoga thing, then there's also the alignment of aligning to yoga, to this union of ourselves with that which is at the core of us all, to our true nature. Most definitely. I think the big issue is that we tend to see alignment as this very static physical thing and we kind of miss the big picture which is really what you're talking about yeah and i think it's it's dangerous because then we can become easily obsessive over like little details yeah it's kind of like you're putting all of your eggs in this one basket when you have all these other baskets to take care of right I, i was thinking about this today it's like we tend to think of the body as an instrument, which it is. But I think we should really think about it as an, or- as an orchestra. There's like all these things that need to come t- together. It's really like a constellation. And it's aligning all of those layers. Yeah. And, you know, in this part of the world, we tend to have this very obsessive behavior of how things should be, should look like, sometimes yeah. even should feel like. And that's not necessarily healthy alignment because like you say, it's not just where your big toe is, where is your mind, where is your breath, where is your energy flow, where are all those other things? Yeah, I think too, I mean, I know that I'm very guilty of this, being an alignment obsessed person in the past. And I think that it has its place and its time in practice and that there's also a time to let it go. I think also the more you practice, the more you realize that it doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, of course, sure, we can nuance that, but if I'm just saying it in a like a general way, <clears throat> the other alignment is way more important. The stuff that's not physical, I think, is way more important than the physical alignment. But I know, you know, it gives you some kind of, in Dutch we say, how was the... Like a holding place. Like a grip. Uh, it gives you something to hold on to. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's <laughs> holding <word>. place. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, I remember, I remember a training that I did and there was this whole thing about drawing lines on our yoga mats. We, I think we taped mm. off our yoga mats or even drew on them with permanent marker. We drew basically a line across the top, uh, a line at the back where our feet would be and a line down the center. And then the idea was to pay attention to these lines and right, you put your hand directly on this line so that they're lined up. You put your feet directly on the line so they're lined up and the right half and the left half are evenly uh, f- as equally far apart from the center line that you've drawn so you become very aware of this symmetrical pattern of your mat mm-hmm. but it, it's not actually the symmetrical pattern of your body <laughs> but no, those I mean, bodies are definitely not, not symmetrical. symmetrical it's really interesting because I and I I think for some things, some of us are out of the symmetrical alignment because 
of patterns that are in the body, not necessarily because the body is asymmetrical, but because we have patterns in the way that we function in our daily life, and they pull us out of symmetry. Um, and, but some of us are also asymmetrical, very much so. We have scoliosis, or one leg is longer than the other, or whatever. But I remember, I don't know, and, and uh, this was back in the day when I also could do all sorts of crazy things with my body too. And I was um, obsessed with the technique of it all. And then you become very, you hone into, okay, how can I place my body this way or that way in order to be able to do something? And really looking at it from a like a physics standpoint. And it does make you very focused on things, but I don't know that it actually brought me deeper into my yoga practice. It brought me deeper into my physical practice. And honestly, I did feel great in my body. Though was that from the, like the strict physical alignment that I was taking? I don't know. I mean, I've had students back in the back in the past who have also said to me, I don't know, uh, somebody, a student took a a workshop with a fam famous teacher, and they're also very alignment focused, very anatomically alignment focused. They use a lot of anatomical terms mm -hmm. and correct alignment and blah blah blah, and uh, this student of mine then uh, went to take her workshop and she came back and she said to me, oh, Lana, I don't know why I went to this person's workshop when basically you teach the same way as she does without me having to pay a lot of extra money. <laughs> so I know that I did teach a lot like that. Really like focus on the little details of how you place your body. And I think that that can help things but I feel too that I don't practice that way anymore so I find that when I do teach that way I don't connect with it as much and but you're also talking as a you know you know you've been on the path a lot longer than a lot of the students that we have and just like you say you know the the physical is not the entire cosmos of yoga but it is a portal to it And we're trying to bring, to bring consciousness to what we're yeah. doing. So in a sense, alignment, it's important because what are you aligning yourself to? Yeah. Like to me, healthy alignment is where when the body feels balanced and where there's not too much struggle, not too much effort, and there's not too much lack of effort either. Yeah. A place of balance. But that comes from placing your body consciously. Yeah. The thing that I struggle with is to see people becoming so obsessive about like lines and things. And, or, or very often students uh, ask us like, where should I put my hand? Here, 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 here. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know. You need to figure that for yeah. yourself. Where, what, does, what suits your body? Like, what, what is the path of least resistance for you? Because yeah. then again, everybody is different. Mm -hmm. And even if you're working with the same body, that same body will also evolve with practice. Exactly. Certain muscles will release, other things will start to open. 
So then the alignment will also naturally shift. The way you were doing Trikonasana 10 years ago is not the same way that you do it now. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the old Trikonasana was wrong and the today Trikonasana is right. Yeah. It's just that you're in a different place. Yeah, you said that the other day. You were, we were talking about this and you said, I think it's important for students to realize that it's not alignment is not static it's a dynamic absolutely something it's I, something that is dynamic yeah, yes and great. we tend and we tend to see it as this geometric thing that never moves it's like oh i want a straight line okay but why do you want that straight line is that really uh, and and you know sadly we have a whole culture that supports this way of thinking because we like things that look pretty or mm -hmm. we have certain uh, concepts of how things should look like when that's not necessarily the the healthy alignment yeah i think sometimes too we have to go for a certain we have to go for a certain basic safe alignment Of that course. doesn't always work out in the end, but when we're new, we don't understand or we don't know. So we have to try, we do at some, we do kind of work towards a mold, let's say, yeah. because we still don't know. Yes, of And course. I think even as teachers, you know, we, we think, okay, this is, let's say, the energetic alignment of this posture. How does the body then get as close to this energetic alignment as possible? In, in this body that is in front of me, right? And then, uh, of course, it's easier to f try to figure out with the students in a Mysore setting, but in vinyasa classes, often difficult. Yeah, this is very challenging. And I think this is what students very often don't realize, that a lot of the things we say and offer in class, like cues and little suggestions... Often, you know, they will not actually be applicable for all of the people in the room. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like you're trying to um, teach this one size fits all, but obviously we know that there's no one size fits all. Yeah. So, yeah, certain things you have to hold them lightly and just like you said at the beginning, some of them you even have to put aside at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, because I really ultimately, the alignment that is really important is your alignment, your breath alignment, <laughs> like how you are aligned with your breathing. But in order to align yourself with breath, your body also has to be aligned to facilitate the breath. Yeah, I don't know. If you are like squeezing certain body parts and not finding any extension and any opening your breath will be naturally constricted. So you also need to, you need to work in your body alignment in order to support your breath alignment. Yeah. And the breath alignment will support your energetic alignment. They yeah. all work together. Of course, yeah. But if we are not seeing the big picture and we get stuck on, where do I put my hand? Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost like you're getting worried about empty alignment. Yeah. And you need to worry about like the very much alive alignment. Yeah. We're talking bullshit. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, only you and I understand each other. <laughs> If anyone out there understands what we're talking about, please let us know. I think too, right, it's difficult if you're in, 
it's so, we're so um, easily, whether it's conscious or unconscious or subconscious, so easily um, guided by our eyes, by what we see. Oh, yes. So if we don't know something, if we're in a class and we're new and, and the teacher calls a pose or we're kind of already in the panic mode and we're confused because we're new, mm. um, that we start looking around instead of just relaxing and keeping the ears open. And feeling. Uh, yeah. And of course, this is easier said than done. But So then we start to look. Am I doing it right? Am I, how do I put my body into this shape? And that almost becomes then the, the guide as, as opposed to the, the teacher and the words that we use. Of course, half the time, the things that we say fall nobody. on dead ears. Nobody <laughs> hears. Say, nobody listens to them. <laughs> Mostly, no, but I mean, it, I mean it with a lot of love. People in the room. <laughs> uh, exactly. Most, especially at the beginning, students listen to maybe a third of the things the oh, teacher a third, says. That's generous. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Not because they're bad students, just because there is so much to be yeah. busy with. You know, it's really a big multitasking game in yeah. the beginning. Okay. Then you integrate everything and. Yeah, nobody wants to be confused. They, they want to be part of the... Of course. Right, so... I always try to tell people, I'm like, you're just going to be more confused by looking at each other. Yeah. Just do your own thing, enjoy yeah. your own party. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then, of course, there's... That's another alignment too, right? The alignment of the eyes. Very yeah, important. definitely. This is one that's really difficult to... Uh, get people to participate with yeah the eyes to be okay with yeah and also to have the eyes still yes very very difficult for I would say 90% of students especially in lead classes yeah because at least in, in the Mysore setting, I feel like, especially because in the Ashtanga method, we have the Drishti, which is, you know, a big part of where you place your eyes. And the setting kind of supports that introspection. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I, I would still agree that most... Maybe, oh, yeah. okay, maybe the percentage is a little lower in the Mysore. Exactly. Students. I'm not They're saying, hey, I'm not saying it's perfect. <laughs> but... Uh, but I feel like in 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 leather classes there's a lot more uh, yeah yeah definitely a looking, lot more looking around distraction. and distraction yes not okay. present in the room yeah yeah uh, yeah the the ashtangis have the little tricks to hide I mean I can <laughs> I can breathe and make the be most beautiful sound and I can glue my eyes to a drishti point. I can be on a different planet. <laughs> Magically. <laughs> That's your superpower. That's my superpower. Uh, but, um, no, uh, yeah. And I think also when we work with alignment, it's very important as practitioners that we develop this ability to really 
uh, feel, to really feel what is happening inside. Yeah. First at the physical level, uh, really understanding your proprioception in, in space and stuff. But then also at a certain point to start to feel more the subtle things. Yeah. Because we know when something doesn't feel right. Yeah. This is something that I ask students all the time. I'm like, how do you feel? Yeah, no good. Then why are you doing yeah. it? <laughs> then, yeah. then this is not your alignment. Yeah. Then it's not. And, yeah. and you have to respect that. I think we've talked about this so many times. This is a struggle that we, that we discuss with each other and yes. how to approach this with students. That I think there's also such, a, not just an obsession with alignment but an ex obsession with doing it right but what is doing it right exactly. this is my issue I don't know. what is doing it right that i really honestly don't know it's like this made up uh i know i'm not exactly sure i i've never told any student you're not doing it right or this is not the I don't know. The right I'm sure, I'm sure some sort of wording like of that course, has come out of my is, mouth at some point. So no, but corrections back, and but. feedback is different than this is not right. Or like this is wrong. But there's nothing to get right. The right thing is that you do what you can and you find freedom of breath in the place that you can. That's it. And then tomorrow that will shift a little bit further. And then the place where you were at, you know, it's... Yeah, it's really a balancing act. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think this yeah, is we're, this we're is like more struggle. confused. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm confused, but I think this is something that we both struggle with. We, we struggle with how do we, how do we help, how do we help students in, right? Of course. There's only so much that a student hears, but in the sense of alignment, how, how much, how much alignment do you give and how much do you let go? I don't know, this is a bit vague i'm not exactly getting to the point that i want to get to but i think we have healthy alignment and obsessive alignment maybe yeah. we need to make a distinction because i understand what you mean by letting go but letting go i i feel that letting go is letting go of these preconceptions we have about how something should look like of course it's letting go of the like mind, for example the constructs in the mind yeah. i don't know i know that different methods will ask for different things but you know, the, the warrior one feet position. Yeah. Heel to arch or heel to heel. Well, you got to figure out which one is the one that works for you. It depends on a million of things. Yeah. You know, so, but you cannot go through life saying, no, this is uh, foot to instep or foot to heel. So that's what I mean. It's like the right alignment is the warrior one that is grounded, lifting, breathing, and happy. At yeah. the end of the day, alignment is to make you happy. That's it. If it makes you... <laughs> and normally you will feel it because you, you will get injured. Yeah. This is why we get injured. And then we get injured because we're trying to be somebody that we're not. Yeah. You're trying to copy something that doesn't belong to you. Yeah. 
and we are trying to 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 cultivate this state of being conscious so if you're looking at somebody else or at something outside yourself or if you're trying to reach this geometric idea then you're outside of yourself already yeah i think also we have to learn then um okay the alignment that is appropriate for me and that also knowing that if you're newer or the teacher has uh, changed let's say how you do a posture mm -hmm. or taken you like a new suggestion a, you yeah, mean yeah or like taking you into a, a maybe a deeper uh, variation that that in the beginning those are moments of struggle and yes. that that is also the okay right there's a difference between struggling in a posture or struggling in a new alignment or becoming um aware and assimilating the information in your body that's very different than the alignment that's not correct for your body because it's causing exactly pain or discomfort discomfort in the way of You know when you know when it doesn't feel right, right? No, it's not the struggle of like, oh, I have to. It's hard. Exactly, it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> oh, but it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, because that's like maybe a good point. Alignment, at least to me, it's supposed to make us fully alive, and it's like a wakeful, calm state. It's not like, oh, I can take a nap here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> so when I say least resistant, I don't mean like it should be just easy and chilly, chilly. Yeah. There should be this wakefulness and this equanimity at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, I agree many times when you start, I don't know, for example, Paribrita Parshva Konasana. This is typical. It's like, okay, you do the hands in prayer for a while or you do the back heel lifting. And then when you make the suggestion to change one of those things, they're like, but, 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 but. Yeah. It's like, well, just chew on it for a while. You'll yeah. find the same space and breath in its due course. But also if we, like we said, alignment is not something static. Yeah. You need to keep this... Blood flowing through it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because again, if we talk about... Um, flowing energy and making patterns of energy that's not a static thing either no so you need to keep that pumping as well and i don't know it depends on many things what do you do the day before were you lifting like really heavy loads then for sure your your alignment in a i don't know in a back bend will be different than two days earlier before mm. you did that so yeah Yeah, so alignment, the physical, and you say too, right, the physical alignment is there to bring you into a wakeful but calm state. Um, and then, uh, as I'm not in a wakeful state, <laughs> coffee in hand, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that um, physical alignment not only right should bring us into this wakeful conscious but calm equanimous state but it is a way the physical alignment is there for embodiment to become embodied yeah to be like whoa i'm here 
I just took a breath. This is fucking amazing. Yeah. I think I think too that um, one of our students said it last. Thicknut Han said, um, "I am home." I can't. I don't know the quote, but she was talking about it this past weekend, and um, she said he was referring to his body. Mm. That his body is home, because it is how we interact with the world how we are in the world is because of our physical embodiment that um, the alignment can bring us then to ourselves our home where we live i think it's also important to understand that right that our home should be a nice place to be Mm, yeah and if we treat it with disrespect if we're unkind if we keep it a mess if we don't take care of it then it does then that is also not in alignment with right this whole practice of yoga that we're doing i think if we think of alignment that way as well the physical alignment to bring ourselves home into the body that I was just thinking of that I think that's a really nice thing alignment is the path back home yeah. because if you think about it the body is already perfect everything is there the only thing we need to do is align ourselves to that natural intelligence we don't need to create anything new yeah. our home it's already built for us Yeah. so we just need to you know Open the door, open the windows, take and enjoy a, it. Take a seat. <laughs> and, and enjoy it all, rather than, oh, I'm going to change this. You don't need to change anything. It's like, it's like the, the, the discussion of breath and banda. How do I do banda? How do I do breath? Well, actually, you don't need to do anything. You just need to wake up to it. Because these systems are already working all the time. But we tend to get in the way. It's like our spine already has a shape, but because we tend to do certain things in our daily life, we start to come out of alignment, forward chin, shoulders forward, whatever it is that we're doing all day long behind the computer. But our alignment, well, if we were born healthy and balanced, um, the alignment was always there. It's not something that we need to do. It's something that we have to come back to. Yeah. So, yeah, I really like this idea that you say about coming back home. I think also by coming back home, we are rooting ourselves in the now. Alignment is now. It's not yesterday, tomorrow, what you want to do, the idea of tomorrow, the idea of yesterday. Because this is another tricky thing. Oh, I I, I could do this yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like, well, uh, but yesterday is gone. Yeah. Alignment is now. Where are you now? Yeah. Where are you now in space? Where is your breath? So then you need to honor that and, and kind of nurture that as opposed to try to fight it. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you work in that alignment, then alignment will naturally grow and evolve to make you happier. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, alignment... Yeah, it's tricky. It's like everything. It's like too much is too much, too little is too little. Yeah. 
Always. Too hard is too hard, too soft is too soft. And then people always ask, oh, but what is the right thing? I yeah. don't know. I, yeah, I was having this discussion with a, a private client yesterday. That, and we've had this discussion before a lot. The idea of this, right, there's this line. And the line of, you know, when people, well, I guess people call it your edge or whatever. Mm. And that it's moving constantly. It's never in the same place. It's the carrot. It's, yeah. It's, it is the carrot that is always in front of yeah. you. It's so, I think, uh, easy to assume that we are supposed to be able to do the same thing every day, that we are the same every day when that is not the case. Especially people that have jobs and, you know, kids. You, and exactly, and, and communities to take care of. If, if you're just, you know, sitting in a cave by yourself and the only thing you have to do is just hang out all day, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of being it is like being open to okay where is the line today where mm. do i have a respectful relationship with the 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 borderlands of myself yeah how do i explore them and what is the distance that i need to keep from that edge yeah. And that is shifting from day to day. Yeah. Hour to hour. Sometimes minute to minute. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was trying to realize what is the Spanish word for alignment. I really aliam alienamiento. I'm like alienamiento. <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of Spanish. I, like I wonder if they speak about this thing. <laughs> alignment. Yeah. I don't know. Like in, in Dutch, do you have like a word for alignment? Yeah, uh, like uh, outlining or... Oh, outlining, uh, yeah. In line or... Yeah, but specifically alignment? Not that, now I can't think of it either. There are different words for different things, like your load line, your plumb line. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we usually just say the English word alignment. Yeah, I wonder. Okay, something for me to research. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know what it is. I'm not. So, of course, we're talking about alignment in a very holistic sense, let's say. But, of course, there are certain principles that will kind of help you keep... A, Certain, certain principles of alignment that I think they can apply to everybody and yeah. that we share with our uh, teacher trainees every, every year. Should we share those with our listeners? Yeah. So, number one. <laughs> Stacking of the bones. <laughs> yeah. Stacking of the bones. Yeah. Stacking of the bones, right? Makes sense. The more stacked you are, the least resistance and pulling and pushing the muscles around we'll have to do. So that's a big one. Yeah, so stacking bones or stacking joints on top of each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stacking joints, that's it. Number two. Neutral pelvis. Oh, this one is huge. The neutral pelvis. 
I think too, of course, there are exceptions to all of these rules, but generally speaking, yeah, yeah. neutral, neutral pelvis. So then other things have to adjust in order to <coughs> have your pelvis in a more neutral alignment. So, I think we need to understand what a neutral pelvis means because yes. very often we don't. We think the tucking of the tailbone is neutral pelvis and Oof, there's a lot of tucking out there. Yeah. So your a neutral pelvis would be that line of... Okay, let's not get too anatomical about it. Um, the position that your pelvis is in, if you have good posture, yeah. and there's a, there are the natural curves of your spine. That means you have a curve inward of your neck, you have a curve outward of your thoracic spine, you have a curve inward of your lower back, and then your sacrum curves back outward. So these soft curves are in, and right, everybody's body is built differently, but how you stand in uh, the most neutral position in your own body. Yeah, your honest curves, not your the ones that you're curves. trying to be too sexy, not the ones that you're trying to overtuck, just your honest curves, yeah. Yeah. And not the ones that you're hanging into, perhaps as a pattern. But if you have good posture in your own body, generally that is for you a neutral... Your neutral pelvis, yeah. Um, and some people will have to tuck a little bit more actively to get there, or uh, untuck a bit more to get there. But um, yeah, neutral pelvis is for... Yeah, that's a biggie. Number three, ground to lift. Yes. You were talking about physics earlier. So yeah, kind of like giving yourself into gravity in order to lift away from that. Every action gives an opposite yet equal reaction. Yeah, that's a big one. Really dropping into the earth. Yeah. sometimes it's really hard for people to root I really yeah. notice that it's funny, you would think it's the opposite that it's just so easy to kind of flop yourself towards the earth yeah. but no, sometimes there's not enough down and too much up and then sometimes there's too much down and not enough up also yeah, to find the balance between the two is, uh, is a challenge right? how do we use our connection with the ground to find more space in our body and again, I, I feel also that you have to work a little bit less hard when you align yourself yeah. into that pool of gravity. Yeah. Your muscular effort lessens. Yeah. Because it's part of relaxing. Yeah. It's part of relaxing, of course. Definitely. Okay. So, what did you... You said number four. Did you already say number four? No, I didn't. So that would be energetics, energetic intention. Yes. So, or directional energy, um, like um, in Virabhadrasana, for instance, Virabhadrasana 1 or A, that we... I think a lot of this has to do with grounding to lift, too. It can be similar. Yeah, it's very... It's overlapping, right? They do work hand in hand. It's... Because every posture has more of one type of energy than the other, or they're balanced, right? Yeah, more lifting, more, you mean, or more, more grounding, grounding. Or more lifting. 
so the but also the if you think of the shapes that we make with our bodies as having certain lines of energy not only just the grounding and the lifting but also the line of the arms the line of the legs that um we move our body even whether it physically shows up this way or not that energetically our intention is to follow these lines i think of trikonasana is a really good one that not only are our legs rooting down into the earth but our spine is long from tail to head right there's an energetic intention of moving in all directions yes and our arms are wide stretching away from each other so the energetic intention of the arms is also alive like there's um there's really movement in all planes in all directions yeah it's like you're spreading the the effort and the energy yeah, throughout the whole, the whole thing body. as opposed to i'm just gonna lift my kneecaps until i can't feel <laughs> my legs anymore but rather well you know i always tell students like when you feel a part of your body too much it's because a part of your body is doing too much take that somewhere else yeah. and make it more even so that it, it exactly feels more balanced I think this is really interesting in the Ashtanga method in particular because we work with certain uh, little details like closing the fingers or catching the big toe. Yeah. And this is really for allowing this flow of energy. Yeah. Uh, you can even try it uh, at home or, I don't know, if your teacher is not looking, you can try doing standing postures with your fingers open or yeah. fingers closed. Um, or where you place your eyes in the room, and then you will you will start to notice energetically they're slightly different. Yeah. Letting your head touch the knees in forward falls or looking forward. Yeah. Again, it's not that it's right or wrong, but just test it for yourself and yeah. see what do you feel internally. Energetically, they have a very different uh, focus and intention. Yeah. yeah, how you work with your feet, also totally big difference yeah. energetically, whether you're rooting through the big toe mount or not or just over flexing yeah sometimes i feel like if if you just do too much it's kind of like it blocks the energy yeah like for example if you're in a forward fold and and let's say that you stretch your legs so much that your heels come up and you kind of harden the top of the feet then it's like the energy is not quite flowing if you just relax your legs a little more and you pull the heels towards you and you allow that then there's a circling of there is energy. this kind of uh, circuit of energy yeah but otherwise it kind of gets uh, a little bit blocked yeah or maybe i'm full of crap i don't know you guys go and <laughs> check it for yourselves that's the way I, i i i definitely have played throughout the years a lot with that yeah and i or i don't know maybe it's just because i'm older now i kind of like feel the difference yeah i definitely i also notice you definitely notice on times when you look at your toes or dropping your head in a forward fold how that affects your physiology at least i really feel that like for example what like if you're in uh, paschimottanasana yeah. and you look towards your toes i mean both of us are very flexible so yeah. our head is in our legs and looking up at my toes sure that might be the way that you're quote unquote supposed to do it but i find that it fries my nervous system so i don't do it yes anymore. yeah like it it, it it um 
activates you a little bit yeah, much. It's yeah, too uh, too activating. So yeah. I don't yeah. do it. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which again is not wrong. It's like looking at the nose or up. Yeah. You know, funny Nancy always talks about this. She um, this is Nancy Gilgoff. She says at the beginning, when she started studying with Patabi Joyce, when Patabi himself, he was really a lot younger. He was always look up, look up at the third eye, at the third eye. And then as he, you know, as the years went by and he got older, then he would always ask people to look down at the tip of the nose. Mm. And she always says, I think it's just because, you know, he kind of, he just came down and he was in that part of his life that it was like, okay, let's take it down a notch. Yeah. So indeed, sometimes that's another thing that you guys can play around with a little bit, where you look in certain postures. Yeah. It will definitely activate a lot more if you look up. It's funny because I always heard this story about uh, they changed the eye position in uh, Urva Mukha Svanasana, Upward Facing Dog, because of the wrinkles that looking up was giving to people. I was like, come on, that can't be true. <laughs> uh, we are really, we are really, also we are so much, it's like we try to find... Uh, explanations for everything it's like <laughs> just go and have fun by yourself explore for yourself what it is yeah Nancy is very free with that in the intermediate series she's like look up or look at the nose just see what what feels yeah. better for you yeah and you know maybe one day you do one and other days yeah when you need to activate you do it differently yeah but that's an interesting one energetics okay number five stira suka and you've talked a lot about this already, this idea of equanimity. I said it today in class, doing the Mysore room. I said, stira sukha asanam, right? There's also a sukha in there <laughs> uh, that we're trying to find this. We don't want to work at 100% effort. Okay, look, sometimes you're learning a new posture and then you have to try really hard. But... You're not doing that the whole practice, right? That you should dial it back. That Everything should be sustainable and there to support you and not to burn you out. And if we constantly are functioning at 100%, yeah, then we're going to burn. We're burning the candle at both ends, as yes. they say, right? I once heard David Kyle, who, by the way, is coming to visit us in May. Yeah. So, guys, check it out. We are so thrilled to have him come to Amsterdam, finally. But once I've heard him say something that it's... I thought he nailed it. And I quote him very often in classes. I think he said something in the lines of, use as much energy as you need, but as little yeah, as, as possible. possible. Exactly. That's it. Be efficient. That's it. At the end of the day, just be efficient. And like you say, how much is that? I don't know. You need to find out. Like, uh, probably now to lift your arms up, you don't need to use so much energy. So then don't. But if you are, I don't know, working on a drawback, well, probably you need to dial it up quite a bit. Yeah, maybe you need to use 200%. (laughs) Yeah, well, but it's also understanding when you need to bring it up. Yeah. Because also it's not like, oh, I'm super cool, I'm above everything, <laughs> and I don't give any energy to anything. No, because yeah. you need it. You need that fuel. Yeah. But then invest it in those moments where you really, really need that fuel. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I thought, I thought David said it in a beautiful way. No, that's great. That's, that's funny because I say that a lot. I must come from him then. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, David, I totally stole your quote. But no, I, I every so often I do him. say, David said this. No, that's great. <laughs> now I know where I probably got it from. <laughs> okay, and I think... Um, okay, so that was uh, Stirasuka. Yes, and the last uh, one that we have is intention mm. and that's really where are you mentally right are you aligned with the intention of your or the practice and i think that is the bigger alignment what are you aligned with uh, right at the beginning of class a, a lot especially in lead classes i often say uh set your intention and i remember um I often had difficulty with this because it's not something that I can, can quickly think of sometimes. Mm, like in the past, I know, if I've yeah. done lead classes and I'm like, uh, I, I don't have anything, what am I supposed to be thinking of? Or yes. what am I supposed to be, what is my intention setting? Uh, so I always give students an intention if they can't think of one. I'm always, <laughs> I always say, if you don't have an intention, don't worry about it. Just focus on your breath. Like that's a great intention for, you know, 60 minutes just to focus on your breathing and feel your breathing. Great. But I always give people an intention or the opportunity always. I probably don't always do this, but quite often uh, have people just take a moment and feel what they need to give themselves today. Uh, yeah. And then to align themselves to that part of practice or, you know, discussing a bit about what what this thing is yoga that we do so that hopefully that little seed is planted and then we take that into the rest of practice with us absolutely sometimes i also like to ask them like just take a moment to remind yourselves why you come here every day yeah because sometimes we can get lost oh i want to do this i want to do that i want to get the handstand i want to get the drop back yeah but it's like okay that's so lovely and yes let's have lots of fun doing it but at the end of the day it's like this is supporting us yeah you know it's not taking away from us it's it's supposed to give us yeah. so i think every so often it's important that we remind ourselves what are we trying to do yeah it's really um i listen to a podcast that's talks from the vedanta society in boston And um, I just, he, the way he brings philosophy is really down to earth. Uh, and I can't remember his uh, name. Tangyananda. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, but it's the Boston Society, the Vedanta Society mm -hmm. in Boston. That uh, also within the, uh, the yoga sutras that um and even outside of the yoga sutras that there are generally like moral and ethical principles that we're supposed to live by before we do any of the other stuff but those are also patanjali in the yoga sutras really talks about how important these ethical uh practices are how we Uh, look at ourselves, how we treat ourselves, and how we treat the people around us and people in our life. And um, I know that Iyengar talked about this in his book. I think it's in the Tree of Yoga. He also talks about it in um, his uh, Light on Yoga. 
the, the idea of you can make these shapes with your body and do all these things, but if you're not um, kind to yourself, if you're not uh, being honest with yourself, if you're not being truthful, if you're not... Um, Right, if, if in the moment of doing a posture we're still an absolute fucking asshole, then what is the point? An asshole I mean, or giving yourself a hard time saying, yeah. you're shit, you're shit, why are you doing this? I would consider that being an asshole yeah. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, it's definitely being an asshole. Or, yes, Constantly absolutely. comparing ourselves, berating ourselves, using the practice to... Yeah, hurt ourselves or be mean. I think the most important one is the the kindness one, that non-violence, practicing non-violence is... I think also being humble. Yeah. I think humble is also another one. But yes, kindness and and humility, like it's okay. It's okay if you get it, calm down. It's okay if you don't get it, (laughs) calm down. (laughs) Go out, be nice, be useful. Yeah. There we go. And then tomorrow, repeat. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one that we all struggle with on some level or another, right? Uh, of course. I mean, I know that I do. But... Uh, don't we all? So, that's why we need each other to to remind each other of these things. Yeah. But to ultimately have your intention of your practice to ultimately be aligned with this greater thing that extends beyond ourselves. Otherwise, it just becomes an egocentric, yeah, practice of self-berating. How many Instagram followers I get? Uh, yeah, how many, how far can I get my leg behind my back? <laughs> oh. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with postures you guys uh, I love uh, fun postures that too but as long as we realize what the intention is of what we're doing then. of course of course yeah it all comes down to intention alright well anything that you would like to add to this alignment discussion if you want to learn more about alignment <laughs> I think also um when David comes, he has three workshops that he's giving, and they do have to do with alignment, but not just the physical alignment of some postures, but uh, also alignment as a in the bigger picture. Yeah, some energetics. Yeah. Um, again, talking about this effort, effortless. Yeah. Uh, combination, and uh, one on uh, backbending. So that's always a biggie. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to have him. And we have another really nice workshop coming up, actually in just uh, in just a few days, that will be Fleur Van Heel is offering a mantra and yoga nidra workshop. So it's really a treat. Finally, we can all be together in the studio, so no previous yoga experience needed. Even if you've never done anything, you're more than welcome to come. Yeah. Basically, we're going to hang out, sing, and chill. Yeah, that's on March 12th at in the afternoon and the following day Saturday we have the charity class for Ukraine and we are already collecting all donations whether they're cash donations or any sort of goods already by the studio so you can also drop by for that yeah also we're here every day come by come and see us (laughs) practice okay 
Well, take care out there. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind with one another. And uh, we'll be seeing you very soon. We promise. Yes. This is Mercedes. And this is Lana. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.